Hey friends, you're listening to Changing the Conversation, a podcast by African Leadership and the Mocha Club, where we take time to sit down and explore topics to challenge our perspective in pursuit of better loving people and the world around us. Hey listeners, it's Fallon here. Y'all, I am so glad you have tuned in today because we are chatting with one of my favorite people that I've met through Mocha Club, Char Beck. If you've been around Mocha Club for a while, you know Char from his videos and his photography um, that he has captured that we share on our website and on our socials. He has been documenting Mocha Club's work on the ground for many years. And so you should know him quite well if you've been around. But if not, you are going to quickly realize just the great friend, the fun personality, just the one-of-a-kind guy that Char is. Okay, Char Beck is on the podcast. Hey, friends. Hey, you guys. Wow, this is such an honor. Uh, I love the Mocha Club. I love Fallon. I love the peeps. <laughs> it's so good to see you your face. Rock. No one else can see you but me, but actually via Skype is the way we're communicating now. And Gadim, how can we talk about okay. this? Will you share yeah, the story Gadim. about how Gadim started? So you can't see it, people. But Gadim is kind of like, picture me acting like a bird flapping in the wind, okay? <laughs> and I'm running around and I'm saying, Gadim! This happened because, I don't know, a friend basically was like, yo, let's make fun of somebody. And they did this saying, Gadim. But they didn't have any drama in it. There was no, there was no like expressive visual aids. It was just more like, Got him. They said it, but I wanted to show it as well as say it. And so it became this thing where like anytime somebody got dogged on somebody else or like a funny joke or, or you surprise somebody, you just walk in flapping those wings. He got him. Got him. Did got That's him. Because it. it's G-O-T-E-E-M derived from got yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, probably similar. Yeah. Concept. Got it. So yeah. if you like trick a gal pal. I mean, gotcha. It's gotcha. Nah. What do we think? No, no, no. no. See, that's okay. <laughs> doesn't work. Okay. Char, you are one of the most fun, lively. I mean, we just had our, our friend on the podcast not too long ago, Mark Brown, and he has lots of energy. But compared to Charby's Charbeck, I mean, Charbeck. Where does it come from? You just have such a vibe for life. <sighs> Did you grow up in a family that was just goofballs and just like loved every minute of their life? Paint a little picture for us of who Char is. No, funny enough, my mom's an introvert. Stop. And my, yeah, my dad is the extrovert. So she actually had trouble with me when I was a child. She would take me around to grocery stores and would have to talk to people because I would start strike up a conversation at one year old. I'd be like, hi, hello. And I just waved to people at the grocery store. My mom would just like head down, like almost put like a hoodie on and was like, oh gosh, no, I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. So I was a handful and I was the firstborn as well. So I don't think she realized what she was in for. With sure. Me. Are your siblings similar? I would say my youngest is, so my middle okay. brother 
had to deal with the fact that I was who I am and kind of had to live in my shadow. And then I would say my youngest is 10 years removed from me. So he had some time to kind of get his own deal. And he probably took a good mix between me and my middle brother, which is fortunate for him. But You definitely get it from your dad, though. I had the pleasure of meeting Byron recently at a party that he attended in Nashville. And Uh I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's... That's Trebek's dad. There he is. Yes. Let's see where it comes from. Yes. A zest for life, people. I love people. What, what can I say? Yes. Yes. I love absolutely. bringing them joy. And you do it so well. You <laughs> truly do. Char okay. is also our photographer. Very right. talented photographer. And that's, that's actually right. kind of how we got, how Mocha Club African Leadership got connected with you is through photography. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when did you first hear about Mocha Club? Matt Wirtz. My good friend, and Matt Wirtz is a musician based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, A beautiful man, really. Just a great (laughs) guy. Matt went on tour and kind of brought Mocha Club around with him, you know, introducing it uh, as something people could join this club. And people were like, whoa, that's interesting. And a lot of people did it. And that was the first time I had heard of Mocha Club. I joined back in the day. And then he connected me with you guys because he wanted me to shoot photos and video for you. And that's kind of how we got super close. And you've been doing it ever since. How many times have you traveled to Africa with us? You know, that is a good question. I would have to say it's probably been six times. Yeah. You've gone a lot. Yeah. Was that your first time to Africa traveling with Mocha Club or had you been before? I had been once before. Okay. But just a quick two-week trip to Uganda before I went with Young Life. Oh, nice. And funny enough, as we were planning the Mocha Club trip, Barrett, the past president of Mocha Club, was like, hey, why don't you just stay over there on your Africa trip in Young Life and we could like save you a one-way plane ticket back and all that. And I was mm-hmm. like, that would be great. But I basically went in August – and I got back in August, and then I had a couple weddings to shoot September and October before I went to the actual Mocha Club experience. So got it also it. gave us more time to prep for the trip and stuff. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, will you share your first time traveling to Africa with Mocha Club and meeting our friends and partners? What was one of the most impactful moments of your time there? Or maybe a person was most impactful? Or just kind of paint a picture of Mocha Club on the ground. What I would just say is, let's put this thing into perspective. I went to Africa, I went to eight countries in almost 25 projects. (laughs) So imagine all the people that I met along the way. And that was in three months. So it was such a Mm -hmm. quick burst. I felt like it was a massive fire hose of welcome to Africa, like just full on, this is a different world over here. Mm-hmm. And I would say the thing that struck me the most about the Mocha Club people was the love that they shared with us and their hospitality and their generosity mm-hmm. with what little they had. They were willing to just roll their red carpet out for us. Kind of every every new place that we entered. Um, a great example was Tito up in Sudan. Like he wanted to accompany us everywhere. He he wanted to make sure that we never felt uncomfortable and mm-hmm. that and we always felt like, you know, he was our translator for people that we didn't understand and all this. And he was just sure. 
such a warm presence. And and that was our time in Sudan where we we dropped into almost like the desert mm. where they only had satellite phones wow. um, communicating. And this was a place that we had brought clean water to basically the middle of nowhere. When you ask somebody like me about that, it's different than asking somebody that went to Kenya for two weeks or whatever, sure. because I experienced so much. I saw everything. I saw all of Mocha Club in Africa, you know? So mm-hmm. I would say that it is, it's a life-changing experience if you've never been to Africa before. To simply go and see and spend time with the people there is to open your heart to just new, like you'll break all boundaries you had mm. in terms of like all of your expectations of what Africa looked like or, or may have felt like. Anything mm-hmm. you could see through video is not going to do it justice until you're there with the people, right. with these right. friends. And you see the way that they're loving on the poorest of the poor and you just feel it all, you know? Mm-hmm. So got to go to Africa if you have Got to go. But. And yeah, you got to go. But some people just can't go. They just can't. We have right. thousands of members that are so dedicated to Mocha Club, but they You're can't right. get over to Africa, which is totally understandable. We wish we could take everyone, yep. but it is a, an expensive flight. Um, it is. It is. So You're right. being there so many times, what's like one thing that you would share with our Mocha Club community to assure them like what they are doing is have, having an impact? Because it's hard to sometimes give every month just trusting that it's doing something, but not having that like one-on-one connection with like actually seeing it happen. And so is there any way to, in one sort of not convincing statement, but just like really assuring people like your monthly commitment is insane. Yeah. I've been back. Like I said, I've been back six times. So I saw a lot of the start to finish on Mm. some of these specific projects that we've been working on. Mm -hmm. And I saw like some of them were already midway through. And then by the time I got there that sixth year, it was like, whoa, you know, either this orphanage had grown from 50 to 500 or safe to say that the money that you're giving is having an impact on these individuals that are impacting more and more and more people along Mm -hmm. the way. So Mm -hmm. A lot of the money that we give goes directly to people and efforts. Um, so whether it's the person that's on the ground, as so to speak, I use quotes because I think it's such a funny saying, on the ground. We're on the ground here too, so. Sure. <laughs> In Africa, yes. right? The people that mm-hmm. are living there, breathing there, working there day to day are friends, the nationals. The money is going to them, to their hands, and then they're being trusted with it in order to disperse it however they see fit. And I trust those people because the more and more I got to see them, the more and more their true character shown through. And it was so evident to me that these people exist to serve. Yes, the local leaders, they exist to serve. And it was really neat for me to see buildings had been built, people had been saved, touched along the way. So... Mm-hmm. You don't really have to worry whether yeah. this money is going to the right place or not. It's it it is most certainly and my wife and I love uh, I mean yeah, it's it's part of our credit card statement where you see the money leave and it's like yes, that is such a great mm-hmm. reminder that like 
the little that we can give can have such a big impact over there. So Truly. You coined the term hashtag power of a mocha. Did I? You did. Yeah. Well, there you, you go. You don't remember that? There is a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. No, I remember that video. I remember that video. That was fun. Um, it was fun. Funny enough, like even in the U.S., if you just buy somebody a mocha, like that impact is you can see it on their face and you can see this reaction. It's like, oh, my gosh. But if you even consider the difference between that and then giving your mochas to Africa, like it is 20, 30 fold, you know, beyond what that little reaction even is. Sure. And it's hard to explain to people because it is so physically far away. And that is the tricky part about giving your money to nonprofit organizations. But it's when when it's an organization you can trust, like Mocha Club. Oh, my gosh. Give me a break, guys. Come on. Just <laughs> give just give break. all of your money away. <laughs> I mean, I do tell people, <laughs> just give all your money to Mocha Club. And they're like, yeah, you sound like a sleazy salesman. I'm like, no, I mean it. They're awesome. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Give all your money or just $9 a month too. Yeah. Let's simplify it for you. Nine bucks a month. Yep. Okay. So you going over to Africa with Mocha Club, you're taking your camera. So you have a different kind of, (laughs) no pun intended, or maybe totally intended lens that you're looking through. Mm, Very um, good. As you're experiencing this trip. Would you talk about that? Just, uh, using your skill of photography and just like capturing how do we capture what you're seeing with the naked eye through a camera and just the power of that what i expected to see in africa was hopelessness based Mm. off of everything i had seen in the world media so i expected to see hopelessness when i came to africa and the more i traveled the more i actually saw hopefulness Mm. through the people and in the people that I stayed with and spent time with at these different projects. And that was the most surprising thing for me and, and showed me that, oh my gosh, these stories are not being told. The world is not seeing the stories of hope that mm. are all over Africa. You know, So yeah. for me, it became very clear when I arrived there with my friend Skiff that we were going to we're going to show people hope. We we just have to show what we see here in the people, this, this joy, this hope. And, the, and in turn, that becomes even more powerful in terms of prompting people to get involved because it gives people something to, something joyful and positive and exciting to connect to mm. instead of like, you know, the sad photos of all the dying babies and, you know, flies. And so- it was really cool for me to, to see that and then to be able to therefore capture that. And I feel like honestly, even going back and all the other times I've gone back, even in the devastating pain of a place like Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, where women are sold into slavery basically and into the sex and prostitution, even there in the hopelessness of that moment, I still, I was capturing some of that, but then I was able to capture the hope fullness mm of those women being transformed, being given job training, education, and seeing their dignity, you know, mm-hmm. and feeling dignified, feeling 
totally valued. So it's joyfulness, it's hopefulness. hopefulness. Yeah, it's, it's Does that really translate cool. yeah. to your photography here in the States? I know you do a lot of weddings. I already have you booked for mine. That does not exist. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what I would say is this, if you look out on the hipster internet, you might see like all these like really serious posed brides and grooms and like they're looking at each other very like serious and kind of like If only you know, could just, see Char's face right now mimicking Yeah, if these only, photos. but it, if it's like <laughs> you know, like these women looking at the camera like I hate my wedding, like and I'm like, you know, that's not me. So if that's your vibe, if that's your hope for your wedding, like you don't want to have fun on your wedding day, like don't hire me. Mm. Just yeah. don't don't do it because that is my vibe. I yeah. I want to capture people in moments of joy of when they've kind of quote unquote let down their hair and it's fun for me to do that because I feel like people are most beautiful in those moments where they don't they forget the camera's there and even it could be a crying moment it could be like a, a a moment of you know the dad's looking at the the bride for the first time it's like oh my gosh they're both crying and it's but it's beautiful you know because mm-hmm. it wasn't i didn't like make them stare at the camera and they're kind of like posing for me it's Hashtag authentic moments. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, going into that, I mean, most people, well, I, I would expect, I haven't been in the position, but I would expect on your wedding day, you're very aware of like, I want these photos to be good. And so like, you're kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, putting on your best, like, okay, this is my good side. Let me make sure my hair is you know, over here. How do you come into that situation yeah. and just like inject authenticity and enjoyment in the process of yeah. capturing photos? That's a great question. There's a lot to do with the planning mm. um, that goes into making a schedule that provides a lot of buffer time okay. so that people feel relaxed, so they don't feel kind of pressure sure. to get that right shot right away. So that's one of the things I like to do beforehand to kind of prep people and, and give them that space to kind of unwind on their own wedding day. So, you know, maybe they're getting ready. They're all looking all nice. And then oftentimes, honestly, what I'll do is I'll just tell them to look at each other. Mm -hmm. Because when a bride and groom look at each other, either they don't know what to do or they do. It's like both and, you know, Mm -hmm. where sometimes they'll look and they'll just be like, why are you making that face? And then it kind of becomes this funny moment where they're laughing at each other. Uh It kind of becomes a funny thing because they're like, I don't ever do that. Why would I do that? You know, so I try and do things or like trigger them to do things that maybe they wouldn't even do normally, but that'll kind of set them off and and make them kind of get out of that zone where they feel like, ooh, I got to look nice and this is my good side. You know, it's like, let's let's forget about the good side for a moment and have some fun. You know, so I kind of do little triggers to... The person that's with you, whoever it is that you're shooting, can't help but just feel relaxed because that's what you bring to the situation. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I try to bring for sure. I'm sure like our listeners could even tell just like by our conversation, it's just like very just like fun and relaxed and real. And I can totally see how that can translate into a photo shoot with your clients too. Yeah, it is. There is a spirit that I do desire to bring to people on the wedding day and that is – 
you know, a mother bride comes to me, oh my God, we're behind schedule. I'm like, let me look at my watch. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually turns out we're not behind schedule. <gasps> what? I thought, but I thought we were. No, I just checked the schedule and we're good. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I guess we're good. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Hmm. We're all good. Like we're going to work it out. And yeah. even if we were 30 minutes behind schedule, because I gave her that peace of mind, there's a part yes. of her that's like, okay, she'll actually look better in those photos right? because she's not freaked out she's that we're behind rushed. schedule. Right, right. I love that. So yes, that is very important on a wedding day. Hmm. What's your favorite type of photography that you do? It's hard for me to say, Fallon, yeah. because I need all of it. Mm. Um, I can't just, I just can't do one thing and I'll just get bored. I'm that kind of person. So, you know, for instance, uh, I have a friend who's a bartender in Seattle and I was like, well, do you ever need photos of you bartending? And she's like, yeah, I actually do competitions. So like, that would be amazing. So I came into the bar the other day, like during lunchtime and I took photos of her bartending and then I gave her some photos of her bartending and she loved it, like blew her mind. She's like, nobody has epic photos like this of them bartending. Yes. It brings me joy to capture people and to show how great they are and how beautiful they look in whatever capacity I can do that. And if I can mix it up along the way, that's why I don't just do wedding photography. That's why sure. I love working for Mocha Club I love going over and capturing people from different cultures and different places. Yeah. My wife and I just did a trip to New Zealand. And of course, I brought my camera along and Uh captured our friends on different farms and different landscape beauty. And so I have to have it all. I can't just do. And I even I even thought of it at one point as like, I can't just do nonprofit photography. Like Mm -hmm. if that was all I did. I would burn out that way. So, right, right. I need the push, the pull, the the you mixture. Need it all. I think it's really cool to see how the Lord so uniquely gifted you with a personality that's so um, outgoing and so fun and so friendly, and mm-hmm. then He gave you this skill set where that gets to shine and really affect people in really positive ways. I don't know if you feel that, but it's cool. It's taken me years to kind of like settle in and Mm -hmm. accept that I think for funny enough, like for many years, people always would kind of say things like, man, you could be like a really good pastor or like, you know, the way you talk about Jesus or, you know, the way that you love people, like that could be translated to church. There was always this kind of like back of my mind, like, I feel like I should be a pastor. Like I'm going Mm -hmm. the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I have settled in to realize that Nobody could be me as a photographer, as a videographer, the things that I do, the places that I go and the windows in which people open up to me into their light, like that they, that I get to glimpse into and be a part of mm-hmm. those intimate places of you're capturing me on a wedding day. Like, I don't know. It's like, let me help you mm. understand that you're beautiful. You know? So like these unique places that I have been asked to be a part of, like, I'm totally meant for this. Like, I I love it. Mm. You know, I absolutely love it. And 
I wake up more thankful today than I did five years ago than I did 10 years ago. Um, wow. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I am settling in mm-hmm. to that. Uh, people use the word calling, but the way that I look at my journey and how it, like I got to photography, it, it didn't really feel like God was calling me to it. It just kind of happened. Yeah. When did you pick up your first camera? I don't know, junior high. You just picked it up. My parents gave me a, <laughs> it was a film camera, but like a digital zoom, like, <laughs> you know, just like so old school, but it's a so gift I, for I the was listeners like, ears. I had some fun with it, but, and then I got a digital camera at my high school graduation, one of those teeny point shoots. And then it was actually my friend, Matt Wirtz. He told me I needed to buy a legit DSLR camera because I had a gift with my eye. He's like, dude, you have the vision for good photos. Hmm. The photos you're taking with that little teeny point and shoot camera are blowing my mind, which means you're going to take such better photos with a bigger camera. And I was like, well, I can't afford one. He's like, I'm finding you one. So he found a buddy who was selling one used. And he told me, he's like, I've got it used. All I need you to do is send me a check and I'll mail it to you. Yeah. So he like really believed in me and pushed that really hard for me. And I'm thankful for friends like that who believed in me and believed in my abilities. They kind of helped me, pushed me into my ideal situation, you know, like my ideal career. Mm-hmm. So, hey. That's really cool. Cheers to friends. Cheers to friends. I'm drinking water Absolutely. on the other line if anybody can hear this. Ready? <laughs> Sounds refreshing. Because you gave up that mocha this month, you got to drink that water. That's right. I actually <laughs> gave up a lot of mochas. You I did. I love giving mochas up. We're super Just thankful for you. Thank I you. give up mochas like Kanye gives up Benjamins, you know, just like <laughs> fanning them out. Just like, make that money, make that money, make that money, you know, oh like mocha, 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 mocha. <laughs> I love it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, Char, when are you coming back to Africa with us? Um, I believe this next year, this year. You this are? next year. Are you? Am I? Yeah, I think so. Wait, really? I think we, yeah, I think we're working <laughs> on something. If I'm not uh, mistaken. Oh my gosh, we want you to come. Are you free June 1st to the 10th? No, I'm shooting a wedding that day. Okay, well... And then that weekend. Okay. Is that when you guys are, are yeah. you doing a, so for those, tell me about that. Yeah. For those that haven't heard, we, Mocha Club, we try to take a trip to Africa every year to visit our partners, love on them. Our trips aren't necessarily the typical mission trip that you think of where you're going to build something. It's all about relationship building. We go over there. Mm. We meet the folks that we support. We love them. Words of affirmation. We hug them. We play with them. We get to see their communities. It's just all about loving yes. on people. And That's so awesome. this year, the Mocha Club journey is happening June 1st to the 10th. We're heading to Kenya. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So Love we'll be that. visiting, you know, both these people, Peter in Mombasa, Kenya, and then Irene yes. in Nairobi. Oh. Yeah. That really is so excited. cool. Mm-hmm. That is so, so, so fun. Why should people um, go, Char Char? So you'll be going to New Dawn Academy. Mm-hmm. Right? In mm-hmm. Kenya. 
yeah. in in Nairobi. Yep. And then you'll be going to Action Ministry School. Mm-hmm. You got it. Okay. Okay, guys. If you're here listening, listener. Um, <laughs> wow, Peter, that guy will change your life. Like, you think I have energy? This guy has. He like oozes love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like those people you walk into the room and you know you've already been hugged. Like you haven't even touched the person. The way that they like just like accept you in and they're like, yes, you're welcome here on this earth. You're welcome here. Yeah. He's just one of those beautiful humans out there in the world. I mean, that guy, he showed me around the place that he grew up in uh, eastern Kenya and or Western Kenya, sorry. And then he showed me his new place now in Eastern Kenya over in Mombasa. Mm-hmm. Like the way that he moved me around the country and just like his hospitality. This is a place you would want to go. The natural beauty of Mombasa on the coast there, life changer. Oh my um, gosh. And the different so projects. Beautiful. The story. Of Peter's life, you guys, I'm not even going to tell you. It's just that good. You have to go, okay? Then Irene, (laughs) Irene has an amazing story. She started teaching kids, started with a small teeny little school of just these kids in a slum learning on rocks, basically sitting on rocks and just small little lessons here and there, but eventually made this gorgeous school with containers, with shipping containers, but built beautifully. And you have to see it with your own eyes to see how cool it is. And all the kids, the kids, the, you, if you get to go into those classrooms, there's just joy. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like fun and just kind of sarcasm, like with the kids, you banter with them. Because sure. I mean, let's be honest, high school kids everywhere in the world are the same. Yeah, they truly are. So. They have the same energy. Yep. And then the 5K, you know about the New Dawn Run for Hope, right? Have you heard about it? Run for Hope. I have heard about it. Yeah. So in Nashville, Tennessee, for 12 years, we put on a race called Ellie's Run for Africa. Um, a group of volunteers actually started it, and they each year ran it, and all the funds raised were given to New Dawn to support the students, to give them school supplies, meals, mm, yeah. uniforms, all sorts of things. And it was a great, great race. We are so thankful for all the years that the volunteers um, put that on for our partners. But they got to a point where, you know, the volunteers got to a point where they just needed to pass it on. They'd been doing it for so long and they had other time commitments. And so totally, New Dawn and totally. Irene and the staff there were so inspired by all the years of support from Ellie's Run that they started their own race oh, in Nairobi, yes, Kenya called yes, the Run yes, for yes. So that's one of the cool things we get to do when we travel. This will be, I think, their fourth annual race, um, is we get to participate in setting up the race on Friday night, putting up all the tents, getting all the tables ready. There's a big team of us that uh, get together to help and then obviously participate in the race the next day. And that was my favorite part of last year's trip, just getting to run alongside these high school boys. And they were so encouraging. And there's a 5K and a 10K and a 15K. And I started wow. running, you know, my slow and steady run. And they're like, hey, which yeah. one are you doing? And I was like, oh, my goodness, I can only do the 5K. And they're like, well, we'll run with you. <laughs> Just so sweet. They ended up wow, running with so me the cool. whole time. We <laughs> did take a wrong turn. So the 5K turned into a 10K. Um, no big deal. How'd you do? But 
We did it. Did you we get finished. It? We did not stop. We just kept going. I wasn't um, worried about the kids. I was more worried about you. <laughs> Thank you. You did Doc. okay. No, I. Yo, I survived. Uh-huh. I did it. Um, no, it was a blast. It was yeah. so much fun, and just to see these kids running to support their own education was very yeah. Inspiring. That's like, powerful. They're out there running for their own sake. And for huh. their friends. And so, gosh, it's just that alone, that day alone is so impactful. So wow, anyone awesome. out there that's listening and is like, oh, who man, wants to I go? I always want to go to Africa. Please join us. If you do want more information, go to our website, uh, visit themochaclub.org slash trips, and you'll see all our, our itinerary for the trip. And then there's contact information. You can email me and we'll, we'll get you on board with us. We'd love for you to join our team. Right, Char Char? Hashtag do it. If you want to see photos from our trips in the past, we're on Instagram. Follow at Mocha Club. And actually, there's a couple hashtags. MC Journey 2016, MC Journey 2018. You can kind of get a little picture of uh, what you'd be doing over there with us. And we actually even have a day to do a safari, which is so fun. Oh, my gosh. Safari. Last year, we watched a hyena walk along the path with a zebra leg hanging out of his mouth. Well, okay, I got to drive the safari vehicle. No, you didn't. Yeah, because I I hammed it up and I was talking with this guy and I was telling him about how I learned on, it was a Land Rover Defender 110. I was like, oh, I learned how to drive on this car. And he was like, would you want to try? (gasps) I was like, sure, let's do this thing. So I drove the safari vehicle. It was only me and my buddy and him. And then another car approached us on the road, and I actually turned over to the wrong side of the road because I was right-hand drive. Oh, yeah. I went over to the right side of the road, and this guy, like, pulled up next to me and was like, "Uh, wrong side, but sorry. And I was like, sorry, you don't have to apologize. I should be apologizing. Right, right. They're so kind over there. They are. They are. Oh, Char, this was so fun. I always love getting to sit down and chat with you and catch up and give my love to your sweet wife, Julia. And if she's listening to this podcast, hey, Julia. So good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks, Mocha Club, for being so awesome. Thanks, Char. We really appreciate you jumping on all the way from Seattle. Oh, yeah. You bet. All righty. We'll talk to you soon, friend. Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening in on this conversation with Char and I. I hope you had as much fun as I did chatting with our good friend. Again, if you are interested at all about traveling to Africa and you just want maybe some more details, maybe you're not 100% in, but maybe you just have this little inkling that you're like, man, I do kind of want to know a little bit more. Would you please reach out to me? You can email me at fklugfklug at themochaclub.org. Or if you visit our website, you can go to themochaclub.org backslash trips and learn more about the details of our trip to Kenya, what we'll be doing, kind of the itinerary of what it's going to look like. And just to get more information, we would love to have you join us. Um, It's an impactful trip every summer for myself and um, would love to share that experience with you. So please learn more. And as always, if you wouldn't mind hopping over to Apple iTunes and leaving some ratings, leaving a review Anytime that someone shares their experience with listening to our podcast, it really helps get the word out um, and lets us have more conversations in the future. So if you would do that, that would be lovely. You have a great day, y'all. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday.